I'm Marlo Higgins, and I've spent nearly four decades as an entrepreneur building boundaries around time and energy. I am captivated by stories of creating that mythical balance between priorities and success without the guilt and fear of missing out. I'm a to-the-point business coach that helps start a company, rebrand another, and launch my own. Now I'm running a thriving online brand with the white space in my calendar to spend time with my family, nurture my soul, and create an impact in our world. Are you dreaming of striking a balance between a thriving business and a joyful life? It is possible, and it starts with you. Get out your field notes, and let's tap into Peaceful Achievers, inspiring you to create a vision, level up your skills, and show you how to set boundaries that support the life you desire. This is 22 Minutes to Having It All. All right. This episode with Rick Swanson is amazing. Rick Swanson comes to us. He is a dad. He's an international digital nomad. He's obviously a business builder and someone that loves solving problems. Currently, he is the founder and the CEO of 1010, which we get into and we unpack. It's a community impact tool that is used to help different organizations and schools to do fundraising in the most efficient and technological way. It's very, very powerful. Rick was also one of the original 30 under 30 on that list in Silicon Valley, along with other notable internet luminaries such as Mark Andreessen. And he has over three decades as being an entrepreneur. And that's why you're going to love this episode. He talks about how he was the single dad to a child with special needs for 16 years. And we weave the episode in all kinds of conversation about, you know, how do you do that? How do you sustain it? And Rick, come to find out, is just a very Zen individual. And so he learns to trust his intuition. So we we talk a lot about that. And he's had dozens of failures and he shares with us, you know, some of it was, you know, his life journey was not always his choice, but he had to adapt and he had to release the tension around the things that were happening that really truly allowed him to be where he is today and live the life that he does. So enjoy this episode with Rick. It's a very fun, super fantastic. He's got some super great words of wisdom at the end. So key in, don't forget to sign up for the daily something. And this is our pocket coaching tool that helps you build the framework. It's 240 prompts throughout the year that is going to ask you and kind of immerse you into the thought process of what it takes to have it all and the framework necessary to have an impact in the world. So enjoy the episode and I look forward to speaking with you again next week. Rick Swanson, dad, digital nomad, business builder, and someone that loves solving problems. You've taken that one on as a problem to solve. Where's the impact in that? Like, why is that resonating so deeply for you, Rick, as a businessman, entrepreneur, community builder, family man? A little deeper into the story is that uh, I was a single dad for 16 years to a special needs child. And I received so much help from nonprofit leaders and school teachers that was above and beyond the call of duty. And I couldn't have done it without their help. And when I was done kind of being dad, uh, you know, like he grew his wings and I, I like thought about what I wanted to do. And, you know, I just wanted to give back to those people that had been so generous with me. And I, I realized that I'm like, what can I do to support these people? And in general, my gift that lines up with their weakness is around fundraising and or making money to support the things that they are so passionate about. 
and the average school teacher pulls between two hundred fifty and fifteen hundred dollars per year after tax dollars out of their pocket to provide classroom supplies. And I'm like, this is a crime. <laughs> I can't believe we don't have enough money to provide the classroom supplies that we're expecting our teachers, who are not our high, highest compensated profession, to pull money out of their pocket. And then the tax code, they only can write off $250. They, they can't even write it off. Like, it's like, this is insane. So uh, I just wanted to do something to give back to those people that are so generous and so kind. And just, I'm sure that there's a million stories across the U.S. of teachers and nonprofit people, you know, like just doing great things like that. So Yeah, no, one of my, just my previous client just dealing with a, a nonprofit, you know, CEO, that was uh, my my first coaching session out of the gates today. And so you're right. I mean, the fundamentals, they're having their largest capital campaign funding happening right now, and it's the approach to it and all the things. So you're absolutely right is, you know, how can we partner together and really serve the community at its highest level, do what we need to do and support the people that need it the most. And so I absolutely love that. Okay, so you're currently the founder and the CEO of 1010. Talk about what 1010 is because you're known and was the original 30 under 30 in that list in Silicon Valley, along with other notable internet luminaries such as Mark Andreessen. I mean, three decades as an entrepreneur. Rick, how does this all tie together? So I went to one of those uh, school fundraiser nights 20 years ago and they're very much still done the same today, which is parents come in, they make a purchase, they get the paper receipt, they hand it to the PTA leader, and the PTA leader then goes up to the counter afterward, and the manager sits there with a calculator and starts totaling up these receipts so they can figure out what the donation should be. And as a technology guy, I, I was like, this is such a clumsy process, and and oh my goodness, you know, you lose a piece of paper, you lost a donation, right? And or just the time it takes to do all that. And how many parents couldn't come on that specific night that would still like to support the school or the kids' classroom? And so uh, 1010 is really the technology to allow for Community Impact Week so that one family could go out for pizza and another family that maybe is gluten intolerant could go out to a restaurant that, you know, fits what they want. And another family could just go get their hair cut or another family could get their dry cleaning done or their oil change on their car. And all of these things could be adding up to uh, supporting school. And so we just basically took the challenges that, that exist for doing something like this and solved them within an app. Wow. I mean, really. So Community Impact Week, I mean, this is a big deal for you. So that's kind of like the output of the 1010. What is that doing for the clients and, you know, companies, schools, organizations that are using it? Like, what are you witnessing, Rick, as far as, you know, the return on this idea? Well, so... I'm just going to give you a theoretical example because we are launching our first Community Impact Week in Minneapolis, Minnesota in May of this year. We have Chicago lined up for September of this year. Boise and Phoenix and Tucson are also on our list. And we're looking to add other cities. So so people that want to bring community impact to their community, like we're, we're open to scheduling something for each community. So here is the math behind this. If we can get 100 businesses in a local community and 100 nonprofits. And each one of those can bring maybe 150 or 100 supporters and or customers to the app. We end up with like 10,000 consumers 
that's before we do any PR. That's before we do any advertising. That's before we do any outreach. That's just, you know, close to the fold, you know, direct impact type of thing. And you got 10,000 people that maybe if they will spend $100 in a week, that's a million dollars of impact to the local community. And we ask for a minimum of 10% coming back from the businesses. So that's $100,000 generated in one week at a minimum in my mind. So we're, we're trying to deliver real value because a lot of schools, booster clubs, nonprofits were uh, using Amazon Smile and Amazon Smile closed two weeks ago. Like it doesn't exist. It's a, it's a, it's a loss of, of fundraising for, for a lot of local nonprofits. So we want to help, try to help cover that. Okay, so what did you do in your experience at Silicon Valley? Like as the tech guy, where did your experience drive what you're doing today, Rick? So I was a geek at a very young age, you know, when it's uncomfortable to be a geek in like high school. But yeah, but, uh, (laughs) but, you know, in Silicon Valley, you know, it actually becomes useful. So I learned along the way that I was better at the business aspects than the coding but I learned four coding languages so that I could have technical conversations with the guys that were coding. So it prepared me to seeing the innovation in Silicon Valley. Like I was there when the first web browser came out in 1994, seeing the evolution all the way through the dot bomb era, which was early 2000s, and, and just, just seeing technology uh, evolve um, in a way that we take things for granted today. We take smartphones for granted, like they've always been here, but they haven't. So, you know, like this technology that we're building hasn't existed before. So it'll be a little bit of people like, oh, this is different. But I believe in years, you know, years to come, people will look to what 1010 has done and just think that that's normal. And that's, that's the way it should be. We should be voting with our dollars and impacting things that are in our local community that we care about. How did you arrive at the name 1010? Looking through domain names and just figuring out that, that it was just something that resonated uh, in my heart when I when I came up with it. And so one of the things when I went out and talked with people about what, you know, this idea, I thought of it for one school. And, you know, somebody said, well, well could I also do my church or could I also do this nonprofit or could I also do this? And everybody had three or four. And so, you know, we just we decided to add uh, so that people could have impact uh, across the board based upon what they chose. So this is the first time where you could actually make a purchase and it can split out and, and help as many uh, organizations as you want. Yeah. And that's how I see it too. And I was just curious if there was a, a simple backstory to it or, you know, like how we came up with 22 motivational minutes to having it all. It's simply, you know, a sitcom's 30 minutes, you remove the commercials and the content is 22 minutes in length. And so that is like the time span that we've witnessed that people have an attention for. And so it's just fun because I love when entrepreneurs, you know, you're naming companies, you have an ability to get fresh starts and just really what you come through. So I love that. Okay. So what is it like to be you today, Rick Swanson? I mean, dad, digital nomad, business builder, you know, you love solving problems. What's it like to be you today? Well, that's an interesting question. I'll add an extra component being a international digital nomad, because after raising a special needs child for 16 years, I never once begrudged and I never, ever asked this question for 16 years. And, and after my son was 
flying on his own, I said, what do I want? And, you know, it, it's a simple question, but if you haven't asked yourself that question for 16 years, you, it's a foreign question. And the only answer I had was, I want to travel the world. I want to, you know, I want to experience different cultures. I want to be a global citizen. You know, I combine my love of building businesses and solving problems with a passion for uh, viewing the world through as many different lenses as I can. Uh, and it helps me, I think, be a better person and hopefully leave a lasting impact that's that's bigger than in a, living just in a myopic uh, mindset of, of one local location. Absolutely. You know, and having it all is the posture of, of the podcast, right? It's like, how do you do the things? You know, how do you be a special needs dad? How do you become, you know, 30 under 30 in Silicon Valley? How do you become an international digital nomad? You know, and so it's just like, it comes down to fulfillment. It comes down to satisfaction. Rick, take us to a time you had to make that decision. I mean, like you said, you hadn't asked yourself that question. You know, what do I want to do for 16 years? How do you process that information? Like take us in real time as you're making those decisions and really coming through and being the person that you are today. Well, I have been blessed with a journey that started with blue collar roots, very simple, non-college educated parents to being in a melting pot like Silicon Valley and being around some of the smartest people in the world to losing it all. Like I lost eight figures in a day in 2001 and learning that things weren't as important to me. I think society teaches us that you know, to acquire things. And I had, I had stuff. I had so much stuff that I had two boats that I didn't even use. That's how ridiculous amount of money I had. And, and, but I lost appreciation for the things. Like I did it because that's what society told me. And having lost everything and, and, and then realizing kind of what was important to me and what I actually truly enjoyed are experiences more than things for me personally. Not, you know, somebody else, maybe it's the things, but, but for me, it was experiences. And, I think learning to know yourself and to shut off the noise of what we're supposed to want to do. And then I learned a lesson from a friend that she called it her happy compass. And like, I think way out in the future, like I'm, I think big scope, I think years in advance. And she was the exact opposite. And she'd be like, what makes me happy today? which was a foreign concept. <laughs> I'm like, I, I want to be happy. You know, I'll be, and I, I lived a life of I'll be happy when, I'll be happy when. And then whenever I got there, then I moved the bar and I said, well, I'll be happy when. I just kept moving. And I learned a life lesson through an example of someone else that taught me to follow what made me happy today and trust that that led me to the thing that was the right direction versus mentally trying to figure this out, like uh, follow your heart and everything unfolds perfectly. You know, we always say intuition's your oracle, right? You have to have introspective. You have to go within. I'm like you, Rick, like I have a lot of clients do the money essay, you know, like why money? Like, what is it about money? You know, is it possessions? Is it on the race to compete with everybody else to have the most things? You know, is it just simply comfort and the ability with comfort to travel and to do the things and kind of have greater peace. It's just really an interesting thing, but but I think you nailed it. I mean, you've got to kind of ask yourself, you have to go within, you have to guide yourself to what is going to make me happy today. You know, maybe lunch with a friend is all that it's going to take. In the world that we came through with such disconnect and non-community, to be able to go have lunch with a friend, that 
pretty much puts the happiness meter on all points high, I think. But, you know, owning the simplicity of that, you're well accomplished, Rick. Take us to a space in your, your thought process as you're hearing that. How do you own that you want life to be just that simple? It wasn't a voluntary journey, let's put it that way, Um, (laughs) meaning that I was just as engaged with the the story of the pursuit of happiness, about being the pursuit, not the arrival, and not being where I was. So for me, when I actually was able to separate myself from the story that everyone else, like, like even in the U.S., we call it the American dream. Right. And really that. You know, what's the American dream? Owning a house. And it's like, well, that was propagated in the 1950s by banks. It's not actually the American dream. It's it's the bank's dream because you pay so much in interest and they'll be out of business if they can't uh, do mortgages, right? So when I looked at what made me happy, going to a movie made me happy. Taking long walks made me happy. Traveling a bit made me happy. You know, there was nothing in there that was very expensive. It's amazing if you really just think about what makes you happy. Maybe it's playing a game of chess or checkers or, you know, whatever. Like It's like people find joy in different things. So I'd say just ask yourself that question. And and if you're not certain, then experiment, play with it and just pay attention. Where do you find joy? You know, and I think that's a big piece, too, is having fulfillment. Right. And then once we're fulfilled, sustaining it and feeling like. So what I'm hearing right there, Rick, is just somebody who's saying, you know, yes, I'm overly accomplished and, and I've done so many great things that I should be sustaining this in a different level. But in essence, this is where I want to be. And I'm going to cut out all the noise. I'm going to stop the competition of having to compete with everybody else and what they think. But what you're doing purely is living it all. Like that's the essence of having it all. Like you have inner peace, right? You can just tell just by listening to this this episode that you know, you are a person with just great experience and a lot of inner peace, but you've had dozens of failures that go along with that three decades of being an entrepreneur, right? You had two Inc. 5,000 companies that ranked in the top 25 fastest growing companies in Silicon Valley. But talk about that failure. How does this apply? Like you said, I mean, you didn't really make a choice. It was kind of brought upon you, I think, for that setback. But can you share with us what that looked like and and how you've been able to be the person you are now. So I think for a lot of entrepreneurs, we have a lot of drive. And contentment is the foreign entity in our lives, meaning can we just be happy and content with where we're at? Now, I'm not encouraging someone to settle. Right. But To find peace in where you're at and understanding this, that the challenge that you might be facing today is opening the door for the opportunity of tomorrow. And too many times we start, we look at the negative and we don't want the negative, but we couldn't have gotten to the positive without going through the negative. So I changed my perspective and and I embrace any negative things that I might perceive as negative because I look at it as a gift that's an opportunity to get to the other side. And I have a, a spiritual faith that I just trust the process now. And I'm happy where I'm at, no matter where it is. And I appreciate the day and I'm grateful for the day. And 
these sound like simple things and maybe maybe mushy rah-rah things, but boy, once I finally got there, I was like, oh wow, this is real. This is very tangible and real. And I get to experience that. So um I would tell someone on their journey that embrace where you are and it's okay to dream bigger than what you currently are dreaming and or dreaming as big as you are currently dreaming. Embrace it. Understand that it, it typically takes a lot of hard work. Like there's very few stories that, oh, that was easy. And, and realize that that hard work is getting you to this next level and, and taking to the journey that you want to do and, and hopefully to a purposeful work where you can actually find purpose in what you're building is something bigger than yourself. And when you can do that, for me, peace, peace lies there. So you described, so anybody's listening to this episode is talking about that, you know, like you have a very Zen spirit to this and asking yourself, how do you want to feel? You know, and that is a core component of what we do in, in my specific coaching practice, right? It's people are the product performance is the outcome. But when we perform in a way with greater peace and ease, then it just feels right. You're letting the energy flow. You know, you can allow the setbacks. They be, can become your setups for big comebacks is essentially what you're saying. So can you offer some direction on how you keep that Zen spirit and how you're choosing to feel peaceful to our audience? I can share my experience and then you, your audience can take it with a grain of salt and, and realize they have to apply it in their own life, in their own way. For me... Early in my journey, I was very fortunate. I, you know, some might say lucky because not many people get to experience any 500 company, much less two, uh, before they turn 30. So like I thought I was invincible. And then I experienced great upheaval. I had to go through a very difficult process, including depression that I would not wish on my worst enemy. And Finally coming to a point of deciding that I needed to trust. And trusting means that even if you're in something that other people would perceive as bad, that you perceive as bad, you're trusting that it's leading you to this other amazing things. And I'm still on my journey. So I've been in the I trust, but now I'm trusting the trust, which probably won't make sense to anyone until you get to that point. But you can't just say I trust it. You got to trust it. I don't know how to describe it in words. I don't know if there's language for it, but that's the best I can describe it. Trusting the trust is, is a very freeing space to be in because, you know, it's perfect. Whatever it is, it's perfect. So. Well, and I think that's too, it's, you know, the law of divine intervention, right? Like just the right things come at the right times. You know, the thing for high performance, we have to be validated, inspired, and recognized. And I think we can trust ourselves through the validation, through the recognitions of what we're getting recognized, the accolades, the achievements that check the boxes, right? And then continue, like you said, to challenge yourself with the future vision of even what's possible, right? So you you have to kind of just take yourself and like you said, Rick, you know, not settling for today, but still like believing that there's still more and that today I'm just going to be in this space and I'm going to have peace. And peace, as you know, it's not yesterday, okay, and looking back, and it's not forward of looking ahead. It's today, it's right now, it's this moment. It's you and I connecting in this podcast interview that can have a huge impact on somebody else that's hearing it. And 
that's the value that, that you have to have peace that there's a power in the message that's being provided right now, because there's somebody who's going to hear this episode, who's going to need to hear that. How do you relate to that right there? You know, kind of coming full circle in the, in the whole concept of trusting trust. So where I am in my journey is this podcast popped up and I trusted that there's something here for me. There's something here for someone else. Uh, like it, it doesn't matter. Like just to be fully present and, and to say yes. There, there's a lot of people out there proposing that you say no more often. I won't debate their journey. Like that's, that's where they're at. I once said no to being invited to, uh, China full, like they were going to bring me there to, to meet entrepreneurs. I said no. I had somebody else invite me to meet the Dalai Lama. I said, no, like I was too busy doing whatever I thought I was doing only to have God, the universe, how you perceive things to it took it all away anyway. So I've learned to say yes, because whether it's a blessing for me or whether I can provide something that's a blessing for someone else, I, I'm saying yes, because it wouldn't have shown up unless it was something that I was supposed to do. So that's me trusting the trust and trying to be present in the moment. Well, and I think, and it goes to, I mean, so many fundamentals allow it versus pursue it, you know, because when somebody allows something, they have greater peace, they, they listen more, they have a bigger impact than if you're in pursuit, you're chasing, you're trying, there's kind of like a negative currency that is exchanged because you're in such high pursuit. But those people that have that infinite peace allow all the things that are supposed to happen. And, you know, and I think that's the biggest lesson here today. So we're going to come into the close here, Rick. What final thoughts kind of based on this conversation? You know, we started out with uh, the focus of having community impact during this conversation. What are your final thoughts and, and final words message for our audience today? I would say, number one, be in service to others. And through that, you will find the direction that gives you most joy and the most reward. And number two, consider taking a page out of a children's uh, rhyme. Row, row, row your boat gently down the stream. Merrily, 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 merrily. Life is but a dream. And the reason I share that is because I spent more than a decade of my life rowing upstream. I was successful at it. Wow, it's exhausting. And when you go with the flow, life gets easy and all of a sudden the blessings come. And if you trust it, you end up in someplace really cool. So I hope that for all your viewers. Oh my gosh, Rick, that what a great way to end this episode. So thank you so much. That is so powerful. And yeah, your information will be in the show notes to follow. So thank you so much for being our guest today. Thanks for listening. Now, if this conversation sparks something for you, can you do me a favor? Go to Apple Podcasts and follow the show and leave a review. Your feedback tells other business leaders like you how it's possible for them to have it all too. Next, if you're a leader with a lot on your plate, I created something just for you. It's called the Daily Something. It's a mobile coaching tool designed to help you create the habit of having it all in your business and your life. So you can learn more about it by going to marlohiggins.com clicking on the daily something in the navigation bar.